everybody sells something. Whether you are in promotions, customer service, or sales, without a plan, you are looking at a near zero chance at success. Welcome to Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO with host Bill Bush. If you are looking to gain or retain your clients, this is one hour you and your business can't afford to miss. Now, here is your host, Phil Bush. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you might be in our worldwide audience. This is Phil Bush welcoming you back and thanking you very, very much for joining us on Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. And I am very pleased to be welcoming as my guest today somebody who's going to really give us a lot of interesting background. Wayne Curzon has been a sought-after keynote speaker and multinational award-winning business advisor for 15 years. He's previously, more in, more importantly to those of us who are United States citizens of a decorated United States Air Force pilot, commander of a unit of 500, so he knows a lot about leadership in that regard, I can promise you. I also want to uh, welcome, welcome Wayne to the show, and Wayne, we're going to talk a lot. I know you're going to use the term today, and I know you don't need to explain it just now, but you're going to use the term Entrepreneurial Operating System, or EOS, today as part of your discussion. So, Wayne, welcome to Sales Execution Optimization. Well, thank you, uh, Phil. It's a Indeed, an honor. Uh, I know you well, and I know the kind of work you do, and to be invited, I feel privileged. So thank you. Well, this is going to be great. And, you know, in this first segment, what I wanted to do is kind of set a baseline, Wayne, you know, because I don't think a lot of organizations, in many cases, they don't admit that they really aren't quite sure if they're in the right place from a sales personnel perspective. Have you noticed that in your your work and your travels? Well, um, absolutely, and, it, and it's not limited to the sales department or the mm. division. But, uh, yeah. yeah, one of the – I think most people would say if you ask – and I've asked groups of 400 if they agree that people are their most important asset, and they all say yes, and I say, well, you're wrong. The right <laughs> people are your most important asset. And so <laughs> – that's the right people in the right seats doing the right things. And so yeah. that's, a, that's an art, that's a science that really has to be honed and developed if, if you really want to have a, you know, a market-leading company. Well, just from, since our audience is mostly focused on that sales aspect, Wayne, how do you judge if you do have the right people in the right seats? Because I hear that's pretty hard from a lot of people I talk with. Okay, well... First of all, the definition of a right person and the definition of a right seat is different in every organization. So the key here is defining what is a right person and what is a right seat for your particular organization. Okay. In, uh, in the, uh, a brief, I guess, overview, we would say a right person is someone who lives your culture and the culture is defined by what we call core values. And, and then a person who is in a right seat is someone, and, and as we go further on here, I'll, I'll explain mm-hmm. a couple of tools that are really helpful. But when we design the, what we call an accountability chart, which you would call an, an organizational chart on steroids because it's who's accountable mm-hmm. for what, we define what are the five key roles of each of those seats in that accountability chart, and then we ask the question, looking at the person we have in the seat against those five, actually it could be four to six key roles, do they get it, do they want it, and do they have the capacity to do it? And I can explain more about that as we move on down. Yeah. But that's the overview. That's a good overview, and I I think it's interesting because I work with a lot of clients like you do, Wayne, and you know they they may or may not be having sales issues. But if, I think if I asked them that question, do you have the right people in the right seats? I think I'd get a lot of "I'm not sure" as the answer as it comes that's to right. sales. I mean, you know, that, I really that's do. My experience too. Yeah. And, uh, so when you take the time and effort to really nail what. Well, what really defines our culture? What are our, our core values? 
Um, and that, that, that's a process to go through, and we, we lead leadership teams. You mentioned EOS. So what I do is I teach leadership teams how to use a business operating system called EOS, and it's a way of running a business that gets everyone on the same page, executing well, et cetera. So we, we sit down as a leadership team and define, well, so what are the key uh, behaviors that define us? And that sales management, that sales uh, division or department needs to be represented on that leadership team to play a role in determining just what those core values are. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you just said an interesting word in terms of what you do, which is you talked about setting clear expectations. So mm-hmm. how how do we go about doing that? How do we set those clear expectations? Because you made the other comment that everyone – and we we make the comment often on this show that everybody sells. You may not have a sales title, but you're probably involved in the sales process in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. So. In the case of this situation, though, specifically, as you just talked about your, the leadership teams you might have worked with, how do you set those clear expectations for everybody who's got a stake in the game as it relates to sales, which I guess you could say is everybody? Well, th- that's true, too. Um, but, you know, I, I believe the two most important aspects in a company to get right, number one is clarity, and number two is structure. Structure would be what is commonly referred as, to as an organizational chart. Again, we, we put ours on steroids, and, and it defines who is accountable for what. Right. So it's actually def- working together as a leadership team at the company level represented by those from sales and defining the core values. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one aspect. But then there's defining what are the uh, six to ten core processes, and in the sales area, what are the maybe two or three sales processes that need to be documented, documented clearly, simply, and built into that is the method to determine if they're being FBA, which means followed by all. Ah. So it's getting clarity around core values, clarity around what your job description is, what you're responsible for, clarity around um, the processes, clarity around the metrics that you're reporting. So all of those aspects of a company, sometimes you have to slow down to go fast. And so you have to slow down and actually spend some time and effort getting that, those uh, definitions and the clarity around each of those different parts of the business. Right. So, you've again, an interesting words and the use of those words because, again – you know, our, our guests on the show are, are much like you, Wayne. They're, they're often trying to help organizations exceed where they are today, for whatever you want to call that. But right. you made some interesting comments here. You talked about clarity. You talked about structure. You talked about core processes. You talked about metrics. And I mean, I think those are all really important. And I think they're, again, admittedly, uh, I guess you might say on this show we we have admittedly kind of a one set mind, which is the sales mind. I'm not saying Correct. it's not the only thing that's important. I'm not, but in our case, sales is kind of where we uh, where we live on this show. But it's interesting because to me, it's it, it in terms of understanding you, you've you've actually answered two questions here for us. I think that are important, which is to figure out. You know, how do you understand if you have the right people in the right seats, which you you did definitely talked about, and that helps you understand where you really are from a sales perspective. And then how do we set those clear expectations for all parties? And I think you've done a really nice job. So what what I thought in in thinking about our our time together here is that I'm probably not going to bring any great silver bullets. (laughs) <laughs> but I do want to introduce a couple of very simple, practical tools that are part of EOS. But these are simple tools. You can start using them tomorrow, and they're very, very powerful. So if I could just take a minute and explain Please. why people write seats. Sure. So first of all, we, we need to define our core values. And, and I like the words behaviors or shared values, um, I think a well-known company had core values of communication, respect, integrity, excellence, 
Integrity said we work with our customers and prospects openly, honestly, and sincerely. Well, that was Enron. So mm. you can't you can't go on the internet and download somebody else's core values yeah. and print them on T-shirts. So it's it's getting together and defining what those three to seven um, either words or phrases that define who you are. So if you think of this, the tool I want to share is called a people analyzer. It's a it's a simple spreadsheet. At the top, we would list our core values. Let's say we had five core values. Okay. Then down the left side of that sheet is we would list the names of those in our, say, our sales department. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to look at each individual and rate them as to how they meet each one of those five core values. And we're going to use a really simple rating system. A plus means they, they pretty much live the core value most of the time. A plus minus means they, they live a good bit of the time, but could be better. And then a minus, they, they just don't live it very often. So we rate each person against each core value. And so now we're defining what is a, what is a right person. So a right person is someone who would have a plus in over 50% of the core values and a plus minus in, in the rest and, and no minuses. Right. We can't use 100% because we lose a bunch of our owners. <laughs> um, it's just not too many people are 100% on all core values. <laughs> I would think, think not, no matter who you are. You're right about that, sure. Right. Yeah, but that makes so, good sense, and that core value is a really critical thing. And do we really take time? I think you made the comment up front, which I certainly concur with, is you, sometimes you got to slow down in order to move fast, and sometimes you got to take a step back, take a deep breath, and look like you're suggesting here. Right. I think it was Abraham Lincoln said if he had five hours to chop down a tree, he'd spend four hours sharpening the axe. And so <laughs> in the busy, day-to-day, fast-growing, market-leading company, it's sometimes that's a discipline that just is not, you know, it doesn't get exercised. But, right. So, and, and when you do this analysis, because you have several people involved in the analysis, while it is subjective, it really comes, becomes very clear as to whether we really have a right person. Because oftentimes yeah. we think, you know, something just isn't right, but we're not sure what. Yeah, yeah. So I certainly agree with that. And, and so, but that's a really great way to think about it. And I think all of our audience can take that away. And as, as Wayne said, it's a simple spreadsheet. It's not very complicated. So you don't need to, this isn't like uh, rocket science, but this is system uh, this is one element of the system that I think will really help you to understand. Those of you who are sales leaders out there, do you really have these people? And sometimes we see sales organizations really struggle because they simply don't have the right people in the right seats, as per as per Wayne's discussion here. And what you end up with is you end up with a lot of people working really hard but sometimes it isn't about working hard. It's simply about, hey, you know, we're just getting going, and that's just the way it is. And uh, we're doing the best we can, but, you know, we're not quite where we need to be. And if you have those right people in the right seats and the percentages that Wayne's talked about, it seems like we'll, you'll be a lot better off. Has that been your experience, Wayne? Absolutely. Because let's, let's say yeah. that one of the core values has to do with accountability. Well, when you rate right. someone – and uh, they're not a plus, well, then that's a, you know, that triggers a conversation. I, I attended yes. a book signing um, session with Jack Welsh about a year ago, and he said, you know, I've been out in front of a million people with this book signing, and when I, ra- and I ask the people to raise their hand if they know exactly where they stand with their boss, what percent do you think raise their hand? it ends up being about 10, 15%. So people don't even know where they stand with their boss. So now we have a tool here and we recommend every quarter sitting down and going over these, uh, this people analyzer. Um, and if someone is not meeting the bar that, you know, over 50%, well then that's the opportunity now for a coaching session where, you know, this is what we're seeing, but here's what we expect. So, Right. Yeah, it kind of forces uh, that's to really have those good engagement way. conversations. Yes. Now, 
I, I thank you, you folks of the, on the who are listening in, and we thank you for being our, our audience. You're learning a lot from a very skilled person in this area, and sometimes it takes those outside eyes coming in, taking a look at this issue. But as we take our first break here, I want to encourage you all to call in 866-472-5790. Hit me up on dailysalesthoughts.com. Hit me up on at salesthoughts and email me, psbush at bellsouth.net. And, you know, Wayne, I'm sure you'll have a chance to give your information out in our next segment. In our next segment, we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of this. How do we ensure sales and sales leadership are part of the solution moving forward? So we'll be right back after a short time out here on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Maverin Sales and Marketing is a methodology independent and worldwide resource to help organizations better execute on sales process, sales coaching, sales planning, territory development, partner execution, and related topics. The organization works across all industries. Sales has certain elements that are beyond training and are better addressed by a company like Maverin, where each situation is unique. Reach out to Maverin by email at psbmaverin at gmail.com or call 404-840-4927. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. To reach Phil Bush or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to psbush at bellsouth.net. Now, back to Sales Execution Optimization. Well, it's good to have you all back with us and Wayne. You know, really intriguing stuff, the notion of the right people in the right seats. And you talked a little bit before uh, about clear expectations for parties, and I wanted to let you kind of finish up on that as we head now into the kind of the, the meat of our discussion here, which is going to be around what sales and sales leadership need to do to be part of the solution. So can you just summarize for us what are those clear expectations for everybody in the game? Okay. So as it relates to right people, right seats, I'm talking about a simple tool, which I'm very uh, happy to share with uh, the listeners. They can uh, go to my website, which is www.curzengroup, and that's K-U-R-Z-E-N group.com, um, or call me, 678-362-7734, and I'll share all the tools that I talk about today. So we answered the question, a right person lives the core values. A right seat is someone who what we call GWC, or in other words, they get it, want it, and have capacity to carry out the five key roles that we've clearly defined as the expectation of that particular salesperson. So get it, you kind of get it, uh, you know, someone who doesn't get it, we, we, we usually can recognize that, and want it is they really do want it, and then capacity means they have the the mental neurons, the, the emotion, uh, personality maybe, uh, skills, and also time. So as we do the analysis of each person, so we go back to our spreadsheet, and at the top we had core values. Now next to that we put get it, want it, capacity. We are going to rate each person against GWC, and we're looking for three yeses. And if we don't have three yeses, we have a wrong person. So the situation yeah. that happens here is that you can have a wrong person, but they're doing a great job. So you have 10 salespeople and uh, one individual is worth about 35% of your sales revenue, but nobody can stand them because they're, you know, they're a jerk. (laughs) 
And so yeah. this helps recognize that particular situation. In fact, Reed Hastings, at, when he was at Netflix, he called him the brilliant jerk. And he gave him a two-week service ah. package. <laughs> interesting. So, Very yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, there you go. But, you know, I appreciate that kind of summary there for us, Wayne. And, and, and as we talk about it now, what I want to talk about now to the salespeople and sales leaders as you listen in here. You know, what I always like to say is, you know, I, I realize is, is sales is not the only part of the solution in any organization, but they are usually a very important part. So what are some of the tactics that sales, uh, that salespeople, sales leaders can use to make sure they're moving properly forward? And I'm going to ask that in two parts for, for you to kind of chew on because, you and I have had these conversations before, and I always find it fascinating to understand kind of where you're going, because I, I think you've kind of come up with a really great way to kind of define things. So when you look at it from a key accountability perspective, what are those measures that we set for sales resources and, and make sure that they are part of those solutions? Now, some of them, I think, are pretty obvious but I'd like to kind of get your take on it from an EOS perspective. Okay. So there's actually three aspects of a company. Every business has them. You got to get the customer, you got to serve the customer, and you better track the money. So sales and marketing is one of the three pillars of a a business. And so as the leadership team is developing their strategy, say their annual goals and so forth, the, the, the sales uh, manager leader needs to be represented on that team to be making input. Um, yeah. And then what happens is as those goals are created at the level of the company, then moving down into the divisional areas, then goals are, we call them rocks. It came from yeah. Stephen Covey, but it's really a smart goal. Uh, those yeah. need to be developed for each of the, within the, the sales department. So, okay. and then we also, uh, to, to ensure there's real alignment with what's going on, what's important, one of the key tools here is what we call a weekly level 10 meeting, which we call level 10 because we rate ourselves like the Olympics. How'd we do? And this is a very uh, strict agenda, but what happens with this agenda is that you spend a third of your time making reports on what's happening, getting the pulse, and two-thirds of your time spent actually solving the most important uh, issues. And we even have an issue-solving track that keeps us on track so we don't have a bunch of rabbit trails and a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. Right. So Makes good sense. Yeah. That's excellent. So rock, getting establishing rocks and having level 10 meetings. So right. those are... Two critical things, and you know, and, and that makes good sense to me, Wayne. And and you know, and organizations tend to get so wrapped up in day by day activity. And you, I think you stated the most important thing up front, which is, you know, you got to sometimes slow down to go fast. And many of the things you're talking about here, as I'm listening, just as admittedly to any situation, an outsider, that makes perfect sense to me. But mm-hmm. you've got to convince the leadership you got to slow down sometimes to go fast. You just have to. Right. You don't have a choice. And that Correct. to me is interesting. Now, on that note, and this is one, and this comes up in sales talk a lot. And it's not a great situation. It's not one that I, I like to talk about as far as it's a good thing. But it is something that comes up a lot, which is, you know, there is – there are a million theories out there about how to deal with subpar performers in the sales world. And I'm not saying there's any one magic bullet answer and I'm not looking for one, but when you're dealing with this in, in your world, the world that you've described in, in terms of the EOS world, to people, what are the best ways to handle it? Okay. Well, <clears throat> again, we're going to come back to clarity but yeah. you need to sit down with each salesperson and define, so what are your priorities for this next 90 days? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how are we going to measure that? Um, so we're defining what the measurements are, and, and um, 
we use a simple scorecard. It's real simple. What are the you know five to ten numbers you ought to be looking at? And I'm not going to give you the numbers. You can Google and come yeah. up with a thousand articles on what the numbers ought to sure. be. But, but there's four pieces to that. Number one is what are you measuring? Number two, who owns it? Number three is what's the benchmark or goal? And then probably the most important thing is a 13-week rolling look back. So we have a number, let's say we want to have five proposals per week, and this week we only had four. That would be maybe cause for alarm, but then we look back in the last 13 weeks and we've been above five every week, so we're not going to get you know, all upset about that. But having okay. that trend information is critical. Then the weekly meetings where you actually are, are sharing the information and uh, in, in, in the weekly meeting that the agenda I'm speaking of, uh, there are to-dos assigned and then they're due the next week. And what happens is when you don't get your to-do done, you feel like you're letting the team down. And that, that yeah. peer pressure is some of the best accountability there is. Yes. So I agree. Absolutely agree. Especially in the sales world. Yeah, folks, it's so critical because salespeople don't want to let each other down. You're right, Wayne. Well said. So give us an example kind of where you have, uh, you know, you, you give me an example of a situation. And I'm not looking to, you know, for any names here. I'm more curious to know just give me one where you, you kind of started out and you were in a I don't know, the company was kind of, admittedly, they knew they were really hurting. And you had to come up with some different approaches. And it relates to sales. And admittedly, I'm only letting you kind of exercise one part of what I know is a very powerful portfolio. So, but Mm -hmm. our audience is focused on sales execution optimization. But maybe give us an example of where you've been able to really see this work from a sales perspective, the, the whole nature of the, you know, getting accountability in place and, and then the subpar performers, getting them really, you know, and again, sometimes, you know, people are not in the right place. Um, as, right. You, you know, as we talked about up front, sometimes they just aren't in the right place and you got to figure that out. And that's just the way it is. But give me an example of where you've really kind of felt like, your process, the EOS process, has really made a difference to an organization. Okay. Anyone? I'm curious. All right. And, and I, I might answer the one question. I answered one. Yeah. You have the wrong person in the right seat, but what if you have the right person in the wrong seat? Ah, so they, they live the value. Very good call. So yeah. in, in each of these cases, if you cannot, cannot coach them into either being the right person or in the right seat, then you got to look for another seat or maybe help them find another job. But I, right. I think typically most people will hang on to the wrong person for about 12 to 18 months, then finally pull the trigger and say, dang, I wish I'd done this 12, 18 months ago. So yeah. uh, the situation, this is a financial advisory firm with about 50 sales folks. And, <clears throat> What happened is we implemented the, the EOS system where they had clearly defined rocks. We had a clear accountability chart, and each person had clarity around what they were accountable for and then had great numbers so we could actually be measuring. We, uh-huh. you know, we, we uncovered people who were not uh, measuring up. Sometimes the answer was more training. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes we don't have time to train, and so we've got to make a, a tough decision. But... Um, I remember the, uh, the sales manager said, I'm taking this level 10 agenda that we use here on the leadership team. I'm going to use that in my entire sales department. And it, it greatly increased the amount of accountability and visibility and, and clarity about what was really happening. So, uh-huh. and, and you can never connect. Well, if you don't have good numbers, you have no idea how well you're doing, right? Right. So, and good numbers, what they do is metrics is they expose issues that are there. You just don't know about them. So now right. we've exposed them. So now let's let's solve the issues as mm-hmm. they're exposed. The organization becomes transparent. Right. And so. I think that's a critical aspect, Wayne. I think you're absolutely right. Because in, in sales, it should be transparent. 
because there's three elements of sales that I tell every organization that I work with that you've got to account for in the selling process. And I mean, there's multiple theories behind this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to try and tell you mine's the only one you've heard. You probably heard 50. But it's the relationship management, roadmap to revenue, and customer success. And if you're not, if you're not checking off those three boxes as a seller or a sales manager saying, that's not my problem, I can guarantee you if we're looking at you from an EOS perspective, it's going to be your problem. So I think, Wayne, you've laid out a very clear element here for us that we have to all be conscious of in selling and sales management. Is mm -hmm. You've got to be conscious of these things. That's very, very important. Well, I think the tools I'm talking about, what they do is they provide the infrastructure or maybe even the structure to capture and report the information that's important and allows you to also analyze what's really going on because you have good data and then right. you can make the proper decisions. Yeah. And to me, this is really important because, you know, there's an interesting aspect of sales, which I, I'm not saying, Wayne, you I'm sure know because of your vast experience, but, you know, selling is both an internal and an external process. You have to be selling internally to get people to really buy into where you want to take them. And you've got to be, of course, selling to a external source to get them to really actually part with their money to, to buy your product or service. Right. And, and you have to do both those things as a seller. And that requires all three of the things that we talk about here, relationship management, roadmap to revenue and customer success. And if you can't, as a seller or sales manager, really address those areas, I think that that you're going to have trouble. You really are. Right. So it's going to be very difficult. So uh, to me, that to me is very critical. I think sales has the benefit of having some pretty easy leading indicators as measurements. Yes. Whether it's calls, appointments, proposals, etc. Some of the other departments in the company don't have quite that much clarity. But right. um, so, and I and we always stress you want to stress as much as possible, and I'm sure you do too. Is the fact you want to you want the leading indicators, the activities to be yeah being reported. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I think you're right, Wayne, and I think what's really interesting about that is, you know, there are debates among salespeople, sales managers, and sales enablement folks in in my world about those leading indicators. But as long as they're the same across everybody for an organization, that's, I think, what you have to all agree on. And it goes back to what you told us up front, which is the notion of, of having the right people, the right seats, having the clear expectations, and then the key accountability measures. You know, you've laid out a framework that we can take, for, you know, take advantage of to be very successful, it seems to me. And, from, and this, of course, I am addressing only one part of the overall organization because I know in EOS you're looking at everything, and I'm thinking about the sales only. But it seems to me that the EOS elements can really bring a lot to the sales world. Uh, they, even though they're taught at the leadership level, once the leaders yeah. learn them, then there will be cascade down through the organization because the tools apply equally uh, at all levels. Right. And that, to me, is very critical. What we're saying here today, folks, is, yeah, this, you know, most of you all who are listening or dialed in are, are talking and listening on the, the sales front. But, you know, these leadership tools can be cascaded down and used in a sales organization to be very, very successful. And I think that's a critical aspect of what, uh, what you're learning from Wayne today in the EOS process, which is very good. And I think that, to me, speaks a lot to kind of where you go with this. And I, I can see how this could start out being maybe only a leadership team effort and then really get go kind of explode out through an organization, even if it wasn't meant to initially? Well, we, uh, 
we actually even do a, a half-day session on rolling this out into the next department level down because uh-huh. it does apply. Um, you know, one, I will throw out one silver bullet. Sure. I think as a sales manager, you have to view yourself as a parent. You're parenting mm-hmm. your sales department. And I'll go back to Thomas Gordon's parent effectiveness training, and he had a the rule of three. The rule of three is a handful of rules, keep things simple, don't have a bunch of rules, repeat yourself often. And, of course, we know in marketing that we have to tell somebody seven times for the hear it the first time, <laughs> and then yes. walk the talk. So a handful of rules, repeat yourself often, walk the talk. And That's good. Yeah. yeah, so that really has to be, you know, it has to be part of the culture. Absolutely. So, so seller sales managers, you've learned in this segment about the key accountability and talked about how we can deal with subpar performers based on this process that you've learned. We get back, we're going to give you some walkaway ideas, things you can take with you leaving sales execution optimization. So we'll be right back after this short break here on SEO. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Maverin Sales and Marketing is a methodology independent and worldwide resource to help organizations better execute on sales process, sales coaching, sales planning, territory development, partner execution, and related topics. The organization works across all industries. Sales has certain elements that are beyond training and are better addressed by a company like Maverin, where each situation is unique. Reach out to Maverin by email at psbmaverin at gmail.com or call 404-840-4927. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. is sales execution optimization the new seo to reach phil bush or his guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to psbush at bellsouth.net now back to sales execution optimization yeah we're back and you know, I think the one thing that I took away from that whole segment, Wayne, was that relationships are not built quickly and they need to be nurtured. And I know you had some great thoughts in our break about subpar performers, and I really felt those were worth You wanted to really make sure that our audience heard those. Right. So um, I'm going to call it the three-strike rule. Someone is okay. not either not the right person or not, not performing. So yeah. we're going to do a formal coaching session, maybe it's 30, 60, 90, and, yep. ex- and uh, explain the expectations. And, and the nugget I wanted to drop in here was this. If you are trying to explain to someone where they're not really meeting the mark, if you will give them three data points, they will not argue. You give them one ah. data point, and they will argue. But if you give them three, it, they just shut up. Um, the other thing is, when you do the three-strike rule, they almost always leave before you get to strike three. When they figure they don't fit in, they leave. So it takes the pressure off of having to fire them. <laughs> well, that's well, that's good to know. That's really yeah. good, and that's a great that's a great analogy, and I think very valuable for our audience. And so, relationships are are, are not built quickly. They got to be nurtured. Want to ask all of you. Feel free to call us, 866-472-5790. Email me, dailysalesthoughts.com. Hit me at Twitter, it's at salesthoughts. Email me, psbush at bellsouth.net. And Wayne, you, you've got a lot of value to bring and be worth while letting people know they get a hold of you. Well, um, I do want to send to anyone who's interested about five or six tools that are simple and they can use. So you can reach me, you can call my cell phone, 678-362-7734. You can go to my website, 
www.curzen, that's K-U-R-Z-E-N group.com. And my email is wayne at curzengroup.com. Love to help. Great. And um, so if I can help, give me a shout. Yeah, and let's talk about helping, because one of the things we try to do on this show is we always leave people in our last segment, Wayne, with some walkaways, things that they could, no matter what they sell, no matter where they are, they could do tomorrow, you know, and whether they be a seller or a sales manager, it's important that people, I think, walk away with some ideas. You've already given, I think, several really good ideas, but I wanted to make sure, A, we covered those again if we needed to, and... Uh, and then anyone, anything else that you can think of, because again, we have a, an interesting mix of people on this, in this call. We have people who are sellers. We have people who are sales managers. We have people who are sales enablement people, kind of like what I do, what you, you do to some degree. So it, it's interesting mix of folks. So I like to always give people some walkaways, but you've given us so many good thoughts here today. Let's try and summarize for folks what the most important ones are going into the year 2017. We're only a month away, believe it or not, folks, from the year 2017. What are some of those things that you think people can do tomorrow to really help them get a renewed grip, enthusiasm, whatever words you like to about their situation? Well, I think, first of all, as being part of the vision-setting strategy for the next year, um, mm-hmm. then I think it's a discipline of using a, a system, an operating system. Uh, I've thrown out one here to you. There's, there are several out there. But yep. it's, it's having that consistent clarity of expectations, clearly defined metrics that are being measured, and actually doing something with those. And, and I have to say, across the board, the most effective game changer is what we call this level 10 uh, weekly meeting, the agenda. It, it just it often transforms an organization. So solid, you know, solid uh, metrics. And the thing, what, you want to get the metrics down to where it's not a bunch of numbers. I mean, Salesforce.com yeah. can produce tons and tons Lots of Lots of numbers. Yeah, the more, the more numbers you have, the less focus you have on each number. So having simplification of both the process and the numbers. Um, and I think it's having those hard conversations. And I mentioned one thing called a quarterly conversation, which is an hour where I say, hey, Phil, let's go have lunch tomorrow, and we're going to talk about how you're doing against your five key roles, how you're doing in terms of living up to the culture. And hopefully mm-hmm. you're going to have two or three uh, rocks or priorities, and, uh, you know, what can I do to help you get those finished by the end of the quarter? Right. Uh, very well said. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm very intrigued by the Level 10 meeting. And mm-hmm. uh, can you kind of describe for our audience kind of a little bit about how this, what what this sounds like, what it looks like? And you mentioned the Level 10 has to do with you know, a 10 in the Olympics. So clearly there's a rating of your, <laughs> a, kind of your own overall meeting in that that format so at the company level this is a 90 minute meeting at a sales manager level it might be a 60 minute but here's the agenda five minutes around the table share one good thing business one good thing personal since we last met bang 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 okay and that gets you psychologically out of thinking about what's on your desk and you're more into working on the business number two you look at the scorecard Five minutes looking at the scorecard. If there's a number that's off, you don't discuss it, but you put it on an issue list. Um, the next thing we're going to look at is your, your quarterly goals or rocks or priorities. Each person who owns those is going to say, I'm on target or I'm not on target to get it done by the end of the quarter. The third okay. thing we'll look at, yeah, I'm sorry, do you have a question? No, I think it's great. I think the idea of having, you know, the the rocks is, to, to me, a really powerful thing because they're out there and you know they're always there. Well, and, and uh. by by mentioning them in the weekly meeting, they're brought to your mind as opposed to, oh, my gosh, we're having a quarterly meeting tomorrow. We, I don't have this thing done. i got to get after it. Um, right. The, 
The third thing is we call people headlines, and that's good and bad news about either employees or customers. So if you followed up with a customer, it's going to come up here. Again, we're in a reporting mode, so we don't discuss it. We just put it on an issue list for discussion. The la- okay. Then the next thing is what we call, well, it's the to-do list. So last week we had seven to-dos. Each person who owns the, do, the, the to-do either answers done or not done. Not really interested in editorial comments about 95%. It's either done or it's not done. And this right. is where we have the baked-in accountability. So that's 25 minutes. And now we have 60 minutes where we actually solve issues. So we have a list of, say, 20 issues, and we pick the top issue. And then we have an issue pro- uh, process that focuses on identifying what is the core issue. Because usually the, the, the problem that we see is nothing other than a symptom and we have to keep asking the question why until we get down to what's the core, what's the real problem here. Then we mm-hmm. quickly solve it, and those become to-dos owned by someone in the next week's meeting. And then we have five minutes to wrap it up, and we rate ourselves. So how do we do as a leadership team on a scale of 1 to 10? Right. So that's, that's the agenda. Very good. And folks, I think one of the key things you just heard from Wayne, and Wayne, I think this is the word why, I think is such an important word because it's easy to sit here and say, oh, we have this issue and it comes up all the time. Okay, why? Let's talk about why. And I think sometimes people are sometimes a little afraid of that word. They sometimes don't think about that word being what it is, which is that's, as you mentioned earlier, it's the accountability. Let's figure out what's going on. So the discipline in solving issues, it's IDS, identify, discuss, and solve. We don't allow any discussion until we as as a group decide on what is the real issue. So revenue's off. Well, that could be a lot of things, lack of qualified leads or poor closing technique, whatever. But once we agree that's the problem, now let's solve it as though we're never going to have to deal with it again. We're going to kill the root. And when we have discussion, we want everyone's opinion, but we only want it once because then you're politicking. And if somebody goes on a rabbit trail, anyone can just say tangent alert. Yeah. And we come back, and maybe that tangent is another issue. We'll put that on the issue list. But we stay focused until we solve that, that issue, then go to the next one. Okay. So there's a great example, folks. And I think, you know, Wayne, I think our audience takes away so much from these different. And, you know, what's beautiful about what you've said here today is these things aren't, and you made the comment up front, I think, something to the effect of, you know, this isn't rocket science. What it is, it's an effective way of addressing real business issues. And I think that the notion of what you've said in terms of, the EOS system really this this bring these things you've said today bring it out very much and, and well, that, make it right. very so apparent. Plain old blocking and tackling proven yeah. business principles that work. Yeah, but it's interesting because I, I I am guessing most of our audience has not heard of the EOS system. How did you develop? How did you invent it? How did it come to pass? Shall we say? Well, I can't take credit for that. I'm certified. Okay. There's 150 of us in the country certified to help companies implement EOS. It was developed okay. by a guy named Gino Wickman. He wrote the book Traction. You can buy uh-huh. the book, and oh, yeah. um, tools are a free download. So sure. we, we, one of our uniques is we have no contracts and no prepayments. So we, yeah. we're going to do one-day training, and we do the, do the training. If you got the value, you pay, and if not, you don't pay. Yeah, well, that's a pretty fair deal. That's a fair guarantee. <laughs> and it sure, sure is. Yeah. That's as good as it gets. That's a money-back guarantee. You're not even asking for money up front, basically. I mean, you're saying, hey, pay if you get right. value. Can't beat that. Right. So, but I, I wanted to bring to the audience attention some of the key words here to me today that you, you've mentioned. You know, you've talked about metrics. You've talked about clarity. The level 10 meeting. You know, again, I wish, I, I, you know, clearly this is why I think this is so valuable is because these are things that any organization really, no matter what business they're in, could do this. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, 
it's not like it. You've got to be in a certain line of business to need to do this. Everyone really needs to do these things, don't they? Oh, that's right. And again, these are the infrastructure. Now, when you determine what metrics should you be looking for, that's when they talk to people like you who, who analyze and know the whole sales process in, in the various different industries. So, but yeah, it's, right. a, it's a structure. Yeah. It's an operating system. Just like Windows is the operating system on a computer, and if it, if it gets corrupt, the rest of the applications don't work. So EOS is a yeah. system. Yeah. Well, Wayne, I think we've learned an awful lot here in this session and some different things, and I hope we people were taking notes, because I certainly was, about some of the different takeaways here. And again, I want to encourage all of you, please, to reach out to Wayne and Talk to him directly. Wayne, how can they get a hold of you? Okay. Um, my cell phone, 678-362-7734. My email is wayne at Curzon Group, and that's spelled K-U-R-Z-E-N-G-R-O-U-P.com. And my website is the Curzon Group. That's great. Com. You want to get a hold of me? Go to P.S. Bush at BellSouth.net at Sally Sales Thoughts is my uh, notion. I think the bottom line is we can really help you. Uh, I think the bottom line is is there is a lot of good things here. And folks, I want to also let you know, Wayne. I want to thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Being on the show has been just a tremendous pleasure, and really appreciate it. And Folks, I've, I've got my notes written down. I hope you've got yours written down. But next week, we're going to take it a whole different direction. You're going to have a gentleman, who, an old good friend of mine named Rick Nichols on. He's the managing partner of a company based in Atlanta called Tech CXO. And basically, Rick does, has he's been a 25-year-plus uh, serial uh uh, comprehensive experience, senior technology, sales, and marketing executive, and working for everything from the Global 1000 of startups. He's often engages in axing CXO from an organization, and we'll be talking about the latest trends in sales and marketing, and we're going to, I promise you, uh, Wayne, we're going to key off a lot of the things you've said today, because I've got my notes written down, and you can reach oh, out to Rick. At, uh, that's good. Rick, at tech, uh, techcxo.com. You can go reach out to, to Rick and, and learn about him, but he'll be our guest. And But, Wayne, tremendous honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here, and I uh, look forward to working with you again in the future in many other ways. But, folks, for now, basically, we encourage you to keep building those relationships, keep working as an organization, and keep listening to what you hear from a person like Wayne Curzon to keep you down the right path. And for this week on sales execution optimization, on behalf of our entire crew, on behalf of my guest, Wayne Curzon, I want to thank everybody at Voice of America, and we will see you next Monday at 4 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening this week. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, can be heard live every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. 